Before the episode starts, I just want to give a quick shout out to myself because I've got another single coming out on the 3rd of July. This time I'm doing a cover of Michael Jackson's Human Nature and at the end of the episode I'm going to play the full song. Enjoy! Gemma! (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that? It just went Gemma! Gemma! Every time I talk, the builder outside decides to hammer his hammer. You might have, it might have picked that up. I don't know. But I mean, do they not know I'm bloody making a podcast here? Anyway, this week's episode is something completely different. Because you know what? I like to mix it up. So I catch up with my friend, Kelly. Me and Kelly have been friends for years and we chat all the time on the phone and I thought, you know what, as something different, I'm going to let you in on the little secret of our friendship. So we talk about Australia, travelling around and also Kelly is on a game show. Not to give it too much away, but she is. And I can't say the name of it because, I mean, all I want to do is say, but I can't. Instead, you get Gemma when I say... Get it! I'm claustrophobic! So, anyway, enjoy. We've just been at McDonald's. It was so good. Do you not feel dirty after it, though? Like, don't get me wrong, I'm sat here now thinking... I don't even know if I could legitimately eat dinner now, because I'm so full but every chicken nugget was worth it oh my god did you give it to give it to your brother yeah he opened up the little box so we'd obviously saved him some mozzarella dippers and a couple of chicken nuggets chicken he, was only expecting, he was only expecting mozzarella dippers so he opened the box and he was like oh, thank you because he saw the couple of chicken nuggets we'd left him Oh my god! And do you know what else as well? When I when I went to start recording this, I um I had the window open, and yeah. <laughs> literally I was like, oh, I've had to shut the window because someone was going, Misty, Misty, <laughs> shouting at their dog, Misty, and she was like, Misty, 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 she's like, Misty, Misty. Isn't that a character from Pokemon? Like one of the evil Team Rockets? I don't know, but she was screaming it down the road. I was like, because this microphone's really sensitive, it picks up everything. So I could hear her just going, Misty! I should have just kept it in. Oh my God, you should use it as a soundbite for later. Just, do you know know what I say to that? Do I need to introduce you? Do I, do I introduce you? Yeah, I suppose I should I do, shouldn't I? So I work with Kelly. Kelly is a famous rapper. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine if you, this is she's my, like this is my the MC on the game. <laughs> MC Kelly. 
MC Kelly Wills. Yeah, she's here to rap. She's here to throw some shapes. And yeah, we work together. So we're... um, Oh, I just dropped my phone. Uh, Yeah, so we're managers in the same place and we've known each other for like forever and ever. And uh, yeah, It feels like it, doesn't it? It does. How long is it actually since we've... How long have we known each other? It's actually only, would you believe, like five and a half years. Oh, wow. So it's just before I got married then? Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because yeah, because you've only just been been technically with us five years on and off. Yeah, on January. Yeah, in January. Sorry. Freaking hell! Five years. It feels like a lot longer. I just longer. feel. I was going to say it does feel like a lot longer. Yeah, and like we have loads of the same interests, especially in like trashy TV. Well, I just think really that I am, I'm the same as you, I, but I'm just a gay man trapped inside a woman's body. So that's like why we get along so well. Either that or I'm just a straight woman trapped in a gay man's body. <laughs> Do you know, either, either, you know, tomato, 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 is that the same? <laughs> tomato, tomato. Do you not find, right, I'll tell you this now, you'll find this, right, this is what mm-hmm. I find. When I've recorded the podcast, right, we just talk normally <laughs> on the phone, normally, but when you talk on the podcast you do actually start mixing up your words. So a couple of weeks ago, when I had one with, like, Dean and Amanda, and I was talking to them, there's one thing she said, she's like, um, she said something like, oh, it's nice to talk to you. And I was like, yes, it's nice to talk. It's lovely to talk. And I'm thinking, I would never say that in normal life. But you do find yourself saying these, like, random words and random oh, shit. Oh, God. You're like, yeah. I'm dreading tomato. listening to it. I'm what, dreading listening to it back. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> Hearing your voice back, I'll put you through a compressor. I might even deepen your voice when you make your voice really deep, like a man. You should, you should auto tune it like those rappers where they're like, <laughs> like that. Kelly the rapper, but you sound like T Pain. <laughs> Brilliant, K Pain. So yeah, so we even just before we started doing this podcast, we went to McDonald's to talk about the podcast, and we didn't do that. We sat there talking about Housewives of Beverly Hills and chicken oh, nuggets. Oh my god, yeah, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and chicken nuggets. Probably two things, you know, like that you couldn't ever say in the same sentence normally because I don't think any of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills have probably ever sniffed a chicken nugget. No, they probably look no. a bit like a chicken nugget without them dressing. Up, but they've never sniffed. <laughs> Chicken when, they've missed bo- when they've missed a Botox session, they look a bit like a McDonald's chicken nugget. Can I say McDonald's? Yeah, or... yeah you can say McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. McDonald's, okay. KFC, Woolworths. I mean, Woolworths don't other exist other restaurants are available. Other <laughs> restaurants are available. But yeah, McDonald's was so good. Oh, it was. And it wasn't actually that busy. So any of you listeners, listeners out there, if you've not had a McDonald's, get yourself there today. I mean, this is the second time on a podcast I'm admitting I'm having McDonald's. Oh, my God. So, Kelly, yeah. you travelled all around Australia for years and years and years and like a year <laughs> in the UK. Um, <laughs> it was only two years. And, but... <laughs> two years, yeah, exactly. And you had chicken Big Mac. Yeah, so they had this like, it was like a special burger, you know how we get them over here, and it's normally like Mexican burger and France burger and all that like rubbish. Yeah. They just had like a special chicken Big Mac, and Ugh. obviously I'd never tried Big Mac sauce because I don't eat Big Mac, so I didn't know what I was missing out on until I bought a chicken Big Mac, and oh 
my actual god i couldn't get over how i, I remember once buying oh. a chicken big mac before a night out in australia yeah and yeah. i didn't i didn't eat it i was too i was too like i don't know full or something that they didn't end up eating it and i got back from this night out and it was in the fridge and i got it out and it was just the oh, most mate. oh my god the most satisfying thing ever was eating this chicken big mac cold out the fridge we should but, we should actually recreate it because you can now <gasps> buy big mac sauce yeah, you can. You can buy pots of Big Mac sauce. So all you would have to do is order two uh, two McChicken sandwiches, just hold the mayo, so say no mayo, buy yourself yeah. a pot of Big Mac sauce and recreate it, and voila, you've got yourself a chicken Big Mac. And honestly, the the, the sort of pickly sauce that is Big Mac works really well with the chicken-like burgers. Oh, my God, that's what so. we're going to do next time we go to McDonald's. <gasps> next time we have a McDonald's treat, we're going to do chicken Big Macs. Yeah. I'm sure it won't be far away. I'm sure it's only maybe two days <laughs> until we have yeah. another McDonald's. <laughs> so we normally love being at work and being busy and we're just like, now we're like just slobs. living the life, just living the life like slobs. So we met yeah. up last week for mm-hmm. a picnic. That was nice. Yeah, socially we were... distanced picnic and a walk it was. It was good. <laughs> it rained and we got lost. Yeah, rain. We got rained. Got we got lost. You know, did thirteen kilometers when we were only thinking we'd do about five. Um, I had yeah, to no, pee. My God, to wee. And this deer was watching me. <laughs> and I said that um, if anyone was going to come, I'd say a code word, but I wouldn't have if they'd have come. I'd have just let them soon in piss. I mean, pee. Yeah. I mean, wee. Yeah. Piss. And then we kept going the wrong way. And then when I got home, right, I had to look at my watch and my phone yeah. where we'd actually gone. And yeah. we'd gone right up this path the wrong way. Then we came back. Then I was like, no, we want to go this way. We went up another path. We got about five <laughs> minutes up there. And then you were like, no, this isn't the way. And then we had to go back. And uh, yeah, and then we saw the weird guys with the camera. Santa with the camera cloth. Oh, my God, yes. And we've had our birthdays in lockdown. And we brought each other presents. Oh, no. Can you I... believe both of us had a, a miserable lockdown birthday? I know, but actually, my birthday was the first time we saw each other, right in the middle of yeah. May. That was like eight, nine weeks in. Yeah, to be fair, gosh, it was such a hot day. I remember driving over, bringing you presents, and just standing like in the street <laughs> while you stood in the doorway, people looking at us, <laughs> what the freak like. I, I picked up my cat Precious, she jumped <laughs> up and scratched me and ran off. <laughs> the cats weren't remember- happy to see a stranger, were they? No, Felix was sat on the stairs looking through, just kept peeking and peeking back, staring at you and moving I'm not, back. I'm, the thing is, I'm not even a stranger, but I'll feel like one because they haven't seen me in so long. <laughs> Do you know what? They've not seen anybody, so they're just used mm. to me. And jo- I mean, like, John's gone back to work now, so they're just used to me being here all the time. It's really weird. I mean, I love when, I, when we eventually go back to work, they're going to have, like, proper separation anxiety. Well, I think oh. I am. So where did you go? Tell us. Tell the world where you went. So I spent most of my time in lovely, sunny Brisbane in Queensland, which is where all my friends are. And it's like, oh, it's it's amazing. I had a great time. I just temped while I was there, just did some temp work. Um, Is it where Neighbours is shot? (laughs) No, no. Neighbours, I think, is down in Melbourne. And then Home and Away is in Sydney, New South Wales. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never even asked you about Neighbours, but yeah, go on. Yeah, well, I think I think that's right. If not, 
don't quote me. Yeah. Um, but don't quote me. <laughs> don't quote me. So yeah, so I spent <laughs> most of my time in Brisbane. I worked there, so like I had a really cool job at a um a really big helicopter firm that was just so cool. That was when I used to speak to you every day. Yeah, and that was such a good job. Like, and it was really easy because all I was doing was just temping. So I was just like doing admin work and stuff. But it was just so I could save up to go traveling and things like that. And then I did the dreaded F farm work oh yeah you did farm work yes uh, i forgot about that oh uh, i know i'm getting a bit gaggy i bet, I bet your nails it. were rank i bet Ev- your nails everything were rank. everything was rank everything because you're uh, just constantly covered head to toe in muck sweat and bugs oh my god and do, like over there the bugs like kill you so they like rob you and everything. Did I ever tell you the story about the praying mantis? No. <laughs> so there I am, like working away like a slave on the farm because it is like slave work in disguise. Honestly, they get away with it, but they treat you so poorly. And yeah, I was planting at this point, planting sweet potatoes. That's what that's what I was doing, and I was holding a bunch of sweet potato vines in one hand, so then I could grab with the other hand and plant each vine and, and you know do so 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 I'm resting my ha- my arm on my leg because you know it's like back breaking work and the next minute I yeah. feel this jab on my knee and I'm like ah what was that and I look down at my knee and you know there is actually a red dot and I'm like ooh, that really hurt so I had a look at the vines because I thought I wonder if there was a spiky vine or something you know that's that's jabbed yeah. me and I opened up my hand, and there in my hand was um like a ginormous praying mantis that I was crushing to death by accident, and it had jabbed me in like a last ditch attempt to get free. And I screamed. I threw the bunch of vines to the floor because you know me, I can't even be near a fly, and and started like running away. And everyone was like, "What is it?" Thinking it was like a snake or something. And I was like, "There's a praying mantis in my bunch of vines," and they were just like, "Oh." And they they're not like toxic or anything, are they? They're just no, like no. I did I did sort of freak out and think I was going to have to have a shot or something. But no, my my uh, farm hand boss was like. No, it's fine. It's fine. And then we went to look at it, and I'd had to be fair. I felt quite bad after to be because I had I'd squashed him. He was bleeding. Oh, was he dead? Yeah, I'd I'd crushed him to death. He just like made a. a, His like last breath was to stab me. To stab you? (laughs) Oh my god! You pray mantis killer. I'd freak out because I'd be like, oh my god, take me to hospital. I don't know what that is. Well, we don't have praying mantis. We don't have them over here. So for us, like for me anyway, I was like. It was huge, and I was what like, is "What? The... Yeah." I was like, "What the hell is that?" And obviously, he'd obviously been hiding in the vines, or you know, or something. So, he didn't mean he didn't mean to be there, but yeah, I, I killed him. Felt terrible, but also I had a red dot on my leg for ages, which I thought my leg was oh, going to fall off. Oh my god! And did you see anything else? Because you said you didn't really see much, did you? <gasps> no, and 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 it's, a lot of people always say to me like, "Oh, I don't know how you've been to Australia. There's so many snakes and spiders and all those horrible things." Now. I spent most of my time in the cities where you don't see anything anyway. But when I was on the farm, I was up in Bundaberg, which is their famous. It's famous for rum, Bundaberg rum. I don't right. Know. I think it's pretty famous over here as well. But it's it's obviously big, like quite famous in America, America, Australia. Yeah. Never mind. Um, 
Australia, America, Gemma. Gemma, um, Darren. So <laughs> we did see stuff on the farm. So one time there was uh, this situation where we were weeding. So we were just pulling out things that weren't sweet potatoes, literally just walking through really thick vines. You know, it was a night you didn't know what you were stepping into. It was horrendous. I, 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 didn't, I didn't like it. I would freak. Yeah. And we had to be on snake alert, like as in, because brown snakes, which are really venomous, were quite prevalent in the area. So I remember we all had headphones in and, you know, we're all bent over, heads down, pulling these weeds out. And next minute, this this Irish girl, bless her, she comes sprinting down her track and she was screaming, snake, snake, snake. And we were... We all started running like, oh my god, you know, because we were, we didn't want to be anywhere near the snake either. Next minute, I see my the farm hand, who's called Gary, by the way, who's he was actually really cool in the end. He got a yeah. he got like a spade or something out of his truck, and he was like, "Where is it?" Like, and starts like bounding over to just go and whop this like <laughs> snake. And we get to this the the, the girl that had seen the snake, and we were like, "Are you okay?" And she was like, "Yeah, it was a baby." And then Gary, the farm hand, was like, "Oh." Well, well, if the baby's there, the mum's going to be nearby, so we'd better, like, move away from this area now because wherever there's a baby, there's a protective mother somewhere. There's like, you know, so we stopped. Yeah, we pissed imme- off Yeah, mom. we immediately stopped weeding there, went to did another job on, like, a different part of the farm. But, yeah, so I never, the only snake I saw was dead already. It had been ravaged by coyotes. <laughs> just sounds like a film, doesn't it? Oh, my God. It just sounds ridiculous. Um, So I oh. saw I saw a dead brown snake, and also we were on the... We were on the farm once, and our boss comes up, and he's like, check this out, and just pulls from behind his back a, a massive bearded dragon. What? Yeah, did you ever see the photo on my Instagram? I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, put, I think I did. Do you remember I put the hashtag? Um, I put something like, oh, I've worked with bearded dragons before, but never like this, hashtag. Gemma! <laughs> <laughs> That's an I love joke. it. In, in yeah, it's an in joke. Um, but yeah, so the, the, we, I've we probably have to Gemma that. Yeah, I probably have to Gemma. Gemma. Oh yeah, hashtag Gemma. Um, but yeah, so no, it was it was interesting. But God, yeah, do, do they work you to the bone and get every single cent out of you that they can? You had to do that farming, didn't you, to get another visa to go back? Yeah, so I did my first year, and in that first year, the, the conditions have changed slightly now, but I had to do three months' farm work to contribute back to the society so that they would give me a second year working holiday visa. So I did that. Came, yeah. So I earned my visa, but I didn't, um, I didn't use it because I thought, right, I'll, save, I'll, I'll work a bit at home, spend some time with family and friends, it was only meant to be a couple of months, but it ended up being like eight or nine, um, and save up money to go back. So, so you came back, yeah, for yes. So I came back for about eight or nine months. It was I just worked for, um, I, I worked with a lady that I knew from our where we work, our place yeah. of work now, and um, so I knew her through there. Yeah, our and, business coach. Yeah, our business coach did some work just some sales and marketing with her and yeah then went back to australia and i attempt again when i got out there um which again was a really cool job at their version of the the national lottery so oh my god you worked at the lottery i forgot about that yeah Yeah. and in the call center so that was my first ever experience working in a call center and i i loved it i absolutely loved it 
Yeah, you said um, that. He said I, it was really strict, yeah. but it was good. I I I loved that competitiveness because you know we had weekly um, meetings. I guess at, you know within the whole team, and it was a call center of you know well over sort of I would say fifty people in the room. You know, yeah. in the bigger sort of room, and we we were, we were held to account for all the things you know we did right or d- didn't do right, and and I I enjoyed that. And even though you know I just went in, did my job, and went home, and it you know that 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 was it. it I enjoyed it. I really that, did. The, the you man. like that though, that kind of thing, and I, I do. I'm the same. You like that kind of being yeah. pushed. And did you yeah. have any um, any? I probably asked you this, but what was like? Did you have anybody win anything really big? <gasps> yes. So they were the best calls. Whether they won, you know, a thousand dollars or a million dollars. I mean, yeah. it was just. It was so insane. And I remember the biggest. The biggest win I had, and I remember, from, I must have worked at the, worked at the call centre for like three or four months. Yeah. And in the first sort of two and a half months, I was absolutely devastated. I've never had a Division One winner. So they class their top prizes, they call them Division One. Right. And I've never had a Division One winner, and I was devastated about it. I was thinking, God, I'm never going to be... I'm never going to get someone that's won a lot of money. And I, it, I, I used to be really upset about it. And then I remember... I got this guy and he he was calling from Melbourne. Yeah. And he bought a lottery ticket in Melbourne. And they have, I'm not sure if we have it in this country, but basically you can have a membership card to the lottery so that when you buy your tickets, they're registered in your name. So even if you lost it, it's still registered. I think the only way that we do it is, is I used to do it online. Online. Yeah. So it would like always Mm -hmm. be, you didn't need a ticket. It was just online. And, this, and essentially, you can have an online account and a membership card that are tied together so that if you just pop into the shop, you show your membership card, and then when you go home later on, you can actually log in and see that ticket. So even though you've got the physical ticket, you've That's also... That's good, that. Yeah. And it's like a way so that if you lost your ticket, it doesn't matter. So he bought an unregistered one. Right. So they're, they're, it, and it's scary as a call, you know, working in the call centre when they ring and tell you it's unregistered and they think they've won a big prize because you're immediately, you're thinking, oh, my God, you have to protect that with your life now. Yeah. There's nothing you can do pretty much if you lost it, tore it, washed it through the washing machine. So That's when they tell gone. you that, you, your, your heart immediately starts going because you're thinking, God, I don't know what you've won yet. Um, and, and blah blah blah. So so he read me out and and, and bless him, he, he was he was not Australian. Um his grasp of English wasn't great. Oh, so bless him. I, I was I was struggling as it was, you know, to to understand his name and everything. So what you have to do is you have to establish what what division prize they've won, whether it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, etc. Um and then it's at that point you you know whether you've got to transfer them. If it if he'd have won a division two prize, let's say that could be like two hundred grand, say. You right. don't have to transfer them, but because he'd won the Division One prize, I was going to have to transfer him. But did you hear how much he'd won? No. Four million. No. Four million. So essentially, he's got this unregistered ticket that he is just holding around that is worth four million that someone could just go rob him and take it and they'd have four million. Oh my God, I need to see how much that's worth in UK. God, I'm, I'm rubbish at the exchange rate. Four million. Probably over two mil. I'm gonna have a look. That is crazy. Yeah, that was my first big win. So Australian done two point eight, uh, two point one eight million. 
Yeah. Freaking hell. I know. I know, oh right? my god! And we we could just like uh, you've won four million. So so basically, you're not. It's very complicated. They have all these rules, but they said if someone doesn't say to you, "I think I've won," yeah, four million, and they just say, "I think I've won something," you can't tell them if it's a division one. Yeah, right. Okay. You have to. Just, and is there like a division one team then that deal with it? They're the PR, so basically public relations deal with it because it yeah. is the top prize. So because he didn't say to me, oh, I think I've won four million or whatever it was, I couldn't confirm it. So what I had to say was, "Him, you know, congratulations, you have won a prize. I just need to pop you through to our public relations team. So then, and that's it. That's all I'd get to say. Oh, mate. I'm off. Um... And I'm there absolutely buzzing because I'm like, Yes, congratulations, you know, but I can't be too <laughs> happy about it. So I just had to pop him through. And I was so gutted. You did a game show. So shall I give you the full story? Tell us the full story and you can say the name and I'm going to block it out with yeah, because, Gemma. Yeah, because it's not been on air yet. You're not allowed so, to tell yeah. it yet. Yeah. So I can tell you like bits. But basically, it all went, it, it actually started a long time ago. It started in that eight-month period when I came back from my first stint in Australia. So Yeah, because remember, I was going to come with you to the audition. Yeah, because I was so nervous, wasn't I? So yeah. I had, and obviously I was only meant to tell like close friends and family, which is why you, I, I told you. And so I'd applied for this game show one night. God, I think it was like in the August or something, as an absolute joke, yeah. because... I'm going to say it because I want to block out Gemma. You ain't said me again. <laughs> you know. Julian <laughs> um, <but> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, I applied because my whole family and I, we absolutely love... No! We play the game. We, we play the game on TV. We have the, what do you call it, like the... Game board, what do you call it at home? Board game. I was going to say, is it a board game? Is there a board game? <laughs> yep. Is there a board game yep. that? We have the board game. Oh. We have books with questions in it to answer that were on that show. So Really? Yeah. I didn't know they did all that. Well, yeah, honestly, we, because we love it that much, we're totally into that. And I, I, do you remember when I was going to the auditions and it was in Leeds and it was, yeah. it was freezing cold? It was like the rainy, snowy like type of weather where it's horrible. And weren't you due to go back to Australia at some point? Well, well this is the thing, because my original plan was to go back in January, wasn't it? Yeah, but, I remember but, that. You were planning to go yeah. back. But I hadn't saved up enough money, so that's why it ended up yeah. being a lot longer. Um, yeah. I didn't end up going back till May, I don't think. I think. Yeah, I think it was May. Yeah, it was May. Yeah, it was May. Um, so I had, I had the, the group, so it was a group audition the next one, and it was about two weeks after I had that. The call with Matt from Run After Her, and <laughs> so I get to this ho- and it was again. It was at a hotel in Leeds, and I get there, and oh god, I just remember being so nervous, and didn't I was so scared, and I didn't want to do it, but then I was like, oh, I'm going to have to do it. So I walk into the foyer of the hotel, and I can see like um, a stand that says, you know, level, uh, you know, level ten. So followed my way up, went my way up to the up to level ten, and 
I just walk out into this, like, again, like a lobby, and there's like a table set out with tea and coffee and some biscuits, and a couple of people sat in a booth all talking to each other. So I just stood really awkwardly, and more people arrived and stood awkwardly like I did. And I didn't have a clue what was going on. I was like, this is, I wanted to leave. I was like, this is so weird. I was like, how do those people know each other? But then we're all stood like weirdos here by ourselves. Next minute, like one of the runners comes out and they're like, mm, hi. And you know, I don't know if you've had any experience of runners in TV, yes. but they're so like, mm, in your face and happy. I'm going to tell you all about my big brother experience oh my in a God, minute. Yeah, yes, go you have to, because that's way, that's, oh my God, yeah. I'd have, appl- I'd mean. have applied to Big Brother as well at some point in my, my life if I was old enough. Um, but yeah, so then we get taken into, like, it's on, I think it's a conference room. It must have been on the conference level. So we're taken into this conference room and we're, we're told to sit on these chairs, which are in two rows that are facing another two rows of people who are already sat there and they're like smiling at us. And we're like, what the? You know, like, oh my God, that's awkward. And they, then the runners started saying, oh, they've already just had their audition. They're just waiting for the results. You're... So we had to sit and the... we weren't allowed to talk to them or anything. It was really awkward. And like some of them were like whispering, you'll be fine. It's okay. Um, <laughs> at this point, I'm thinking, what am I doing? I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Honestly, and I'm looking around at all the other people in my group and I'm just looking at them thinking, oh, God, you know. Oh, yeah. oh really? Panic. You know, what am I doing? Yeah. So we get taken into another room. It's all shroud, you know, it's so smoke and mirrors. You don't know where you take. Oh, God, it's so... And then you... there's more runners sat on, like, a-, a table, like, X Factor judges. I didn't want to actually be there. I didn't. And it's awkward, isn't it's it? Awkward. It's awkward. Because I've, I've obviously yeah. done auditions for TV stuff, and it's awkward. And I'm... I mean, I guess I'm... You know, I can talk my way through things. I'm, you know, we're very similar in the sense that, like, I don't like sciences and stuff, so I was making an effort to try and fill silence and yeah. and everything. And, you know, we have to... There's a ca- massive camera set up filming us, by the way, the whole thing, like, and they explain to you it's because the director watches the whole audition. Yeah, so that, they watch how good you yeah. are on camera. That's what they yeah. do. That's all they want to see, really. Yeah. They're not bothered well, about if you can get the questions yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So first thing we did was a 20-question general knowledge quiz. And right, in my head, I'm like thinking this is hilarious. But the people next to me are taking it really seriously, like hiding <laughs> hiding the answers so that like no one could cheat off them. You know, you know, like when you were at school oh, and you God. put your arm over yeah. your things so no one can copy your answers. They were doing that. So I'm thinking, oh, geez, like, these are serious quizzes. These are serious, like, people want... Yeah. So I'm just writing absolute nonsense down. <laughs> nonsense. Because I knew, like, barely any of the answers. And, I mean, I'm not sh- I'm not stupid, but I'm quite obviously not <laughs> clever either. Like, you know, I'm not, ge- I'm not... Oh, no, I thought you were really clever. That's why I was surprised. Oh. But, it, it, again, general knowledge can be anything. Exactly. It can be, like... Britney's last single to what's yeah, the history of exactly. this? Exactly. Like... So we did that. Wrote our all our answers down and, and some, like gave them to the runner at the front. And then we had to do like some games, which were kind of fun. Like you had to pretend that we were on no! one point, and um, we were split into teams to do all that. So it was really fun. But equally, yeah. it was, I was cringing for other people. I was thinking, oh lord, you know you're. You're as embarrassing as I am. Then we did another 20-question written-down general knowledge quiz. Another one, for God's sake. 
then um, we just had to talk about ourselves. We had to then stand up one at a time and, and look at the runners, but obviously there's a camera sat on like... The- just talking shit! We had to just talk. And there were some really cool, interesting people, actually. Uh, you know, I judged them a little bit at the beginning. But they had some, like, really yeah. cool jobs. So there was a guy um, who seemed like a dead, normal, nice, down-to-earth guy. And his job was he did the graphics design for Kinder Chocolate, you know, for sweets. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> and good. I was like, whoa, that is so... Like, to me, I was like, that is that's weird. 20 times more interesting yeah. than what I do. And then yeah. there was, like... There was a, a trainee lawyer, you know, there was a, a, a real sort of, like, I can't think of the word, but, you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, there was a ver- oh, varied, there was a varied amount of, yeah. Like, very mixed from all different walks of life yeah. and different types You know, there was like, there was like a mum and... that was just uh, a stay-at-home mum, you know, and just like to walk a dog yeah, and yeah. stuff. So, the, and I, there was two people out of that group, and it was the the man with the cool kinder job, and this dead normal, like northern. She was like Newcastle, so um, like cool. She was just cool, and I thought those two were going to get through because everyone else was too yeah. try hard or too, you know, like because they're like normal people. Yeah. They do instead like the TV. Do like normal people? Yeah, yeah. They you know, do. instead of trying yeah. too hard to be like, oh, I'm so interesting. Listen to me. Um, so I, I, they were my two. I thought, right, they're going to be go through. So then after that, we get taken back to that room with the two opposing lines of chairs, and we're put in the chairs that we were opposite to us before, so that we're then facing a new crop of people. So, oh yeah, because you're then yeah. you've come out and you're there waiting yeah. to go in. So they must have had quite oh, a few people then. They were doing that. Day. Literally, it was just like. Like fifteen in, fifteen out, fifteen in, fifteen out, fifteen in, fifteen out. It was insane. Yeah. So um, we're sat on this chair, and basically a runner comes up, and she's like, "Right, you know." Um, she she sort of kept reiterating, you know, if you haven't got through, you can audition as many times as you want. Just because you don't get through now doesn't mean that if you don't do it, if you do, if you audition again in a year's time, you won't get on. Like you know, it's a fresh audition every time. And they kept saying, if you do get through, don't call us. We'll call you. Like, you know, you don't spam us. You'll be in the system. It's just we're busy, blah, blah, blah. They really kept reiterating that. So I reckon there's been people that have got through the audition stage and then just absolutely hounded them. They did that with with Big Brother. They were like, yeah, don't don't call us. We'll call you. Because they must get hounded. So she goes to her thing and she's like, right. The people, if I call out your name, can you wait behind? You've been successful, everyone else. Thank you for your time, blah, blah, blah. And she goes and grabs this post-it note. And I'm at the front of everyone. And I can see the names written through the post-it note. She didn't, like, cover it quick enough. And I saw yeah. my name. <laughs> and I didn't get this, like, overwhelming feeling of excitement. I, like, I actually thought, oh, shit. I know you can't say much more because it yeah. kind of gives away what it is. But when it is out, I'm so going to tell, tell everybody on, on yeah. here. I mean, I've got to. I won't know until two weeks before it's due on air. And like they send you, we had a photo on the set, um, which we were not allowed to access to until that two weeks before. I, so I know because I did. Oh, God, it's, I'm talking like. God, this is about <laughs> 13 years ago. Yeah, You've probably heard the story a million times. Obviously, I did the auditions yeah. for Big Brother. And oh my god, it was 
a nightmare. I mean, I got really far down. I got down to being potentially me and my ex were yeah. going to be housemates. And I remember going to the first audition with my brother's girlfriend and I went and my ex went. My ex didn't yeah. really want to do it at all. And I was a big show off. I was like, come on, just do the audition yeah. with this, do the audition. And we did the audition day and it was fine. And then the next day, this is when I was living in London at the XL Centre, they were like, it was thousands. I mean, thousands of people. It was like yeah. X Factor at the time. There was thousands. And they wanted like 180 people to come back the next day. Yeah. They really cut it down. And I remember them saying to me, my ex, we want you two to come back. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. And the next day we got back and it was like smaller, smaller groups. But the way Big Brother worked then is they didn't mess around. They like they picked people yeah. in about four days. So then they were like, right, what are you doing for the next two days? And I remember being like, I've got to go to work. And they were like, you're just going to have to pull a sickie. And they did. Wow. I remember pulling the sickie. And they were like, come back again, come back again. And I remember we kept dwindling down. And one of the women, I can't remember her name, she was on the show. And I oh, was with her the whole me. time throughout the auditions. I, yeah. She was the one that was like the activist yeah. and she had all the badges on. Yeah, and she, she wore like knitted clothes. Um, it sounds really awful. She looks a bit like the penguin out back. <laughs> if any of the listeners really know who we're talking about, but please I remember... tell us. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember sitting with her and I remember like, oh, you're going to get on it. And she was like, I am convinced that you two are going to get on it. She was like, I am convinced. And at the time, I didn't realise, but they yeah. were looking for a couple and there was two couples, uh, there was three couples that they were going to put on, this mm -hmm. man and a woman. Then it ended yeah. up being Sam and Amanda. Samantha, Do you remember twins. Samantha? Yeah. And then it was me and my ex. And we had to go and have all this, like, weird counselling. And then the last day, I remember going to this audition, and they just split you up then. You didn't know. And I remember walking into this room, and when I walked in the room, they said, <laughs> right, be a pig. And I was like, what? And they were like, be a pig. And I remember having to just get on all fours and walk around being like, <laughs> and snorting, walking on all fours. And they were like, now you're a tree. And they were just like, they were pissing themselves laughing. And we were just like, what the fuck? And they split yeah. me and my ex up into different rooms. And then I was in this room with like four or five people and loads of producers, yeah. loads of cameras. And then they made us do like some VT stuff like, do this to VT, do this. And then they took us in cars over to see a bit of the house and they let you in certain rooms and they like put you with different wow. groups and cameras and sort of left you there for a day, like a couple of hours or so to see how you got on. And then I remember they were like, right. Then it was like a couple of months till the show was on and they were like, you won't find out anything now. Don't hassle us. Don't bother us. Don't do anything. You will not find yeah. it. We'll just call you. And we'll sort it out and we'll come pick you up. But do not tell anybody you've done it. So, thanks. <laughs> Thank you very much, <laughs> Kelly. I mean, we, I'm going to just tell him the truth. We're recording this afterwards because we didn't really say goodbye to each other properly. I know, yeah, we just hung up on each other. That's just the kind of friendship we have, isn't it? We're just like, man. <laughs> and then when I edited it, I was like probably should say goodbye to you and then uh yeah and then it sounds like we're leaving on a proper high so um, yeah, yeah. Like, oh thanks so much for having me michael it's such a great afternoon it's now <laughs> 10 42 the next day <laughs> i mean like i'm not being funny but it's like you know you've been a guest on my podcast i'm like yeah bye see you bye <laughs> <Put the phone laughs> down. i know it's so rude i'm so sorry <laughs>
So I just thought we'd call back and record the last bit saying thank you very much yeah. for doing the podcast. And no, it was an honour. It was an honour. Thank you very much. I'm just no now going to binge watch 10 seasons of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, me too. That is exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> and obviously spam Gemma about <laughs> podcasts. Gemma. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> can't wait much. to hear it. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed making that with Kelly and chatting to her. I mean, I chat to Kelly nearly every day. So for me, it's no different. Although I was asking her questions this time, which we don't normally do. Like I said, we just normally chat about Housewives of Beverly Hills. Anyway, there was so much more to that interview. I really wanted to keep in. But unfortunately, I can't make the episodes two and a half hours long because you'd get bored and you want to leave. So I will keep you informed when Kelly is on TV and I might get her back on the show soon anyway and we can just have another chat. But for now, I'm going to leave you with my new song, which is Human Nature, and this is my cover. Enjoy. Why, why, 